Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. <laughs> My doctor would be like, okay, so I'm going to need to see you in a follow-up in 17 days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the My Print Story podcast. I'm your host, Dana Marshall. Today, we're talking to Dude. I bumped into Dude at a store one day. He recognized me because I'm a crazy hair of my Prince t-shirt. He's a musician, a great guy, and a huge Prince fan. Here's my conversation with Dude. Dude, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Glad to be here. Now, uh, let's first talk about the name Dude. Okay. So you're you're saying that I call you dude. This is this is your name. I'm, I'm anonymous. You're, you're like Prince. You're mysterious with a one name situation, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's my real name. It's all I go by, and um, you know, it's a cool name. People say, "Is that your stage name?" And I say, "Yeah," but I was born with it. So now, one of my favorite things to talk about to start every episode of my Prince story is how did we meet? And you and I have one of my favorite stories so far about how we met. Do you remember? To be honest, I feel like we've met um, long, long ago, but somehow through um, 103. But I I know that my most recent recollection is meeting you uh, as we were walking in and out of the store. You going one way and me going the other way, and you had a great print shirt on. And I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the Emancipation Tour shirt. Or maybe it was one you got in Minneapolis more recently. Yeah, you you, you stopped me as I was walking in and you were walking out. And, <laughs> and for me, it was like the biggest ego trip ever you're like wait you, oh hey i love that print shirt then you're like dana marshall i was like oh, okay well i'm gonna <laughs> tell everybody for the next 10 years that somebody just recognized me at walmart that's happening that was my ego stroke for the year i love it Did you mentioned the store do they get like a you know kickback <laughs> they should i you know what just just for fun we're gonna beat the name of the store out because they don't deserve that's it for sure uh, you've always had the coolest hair and i remember for a very long time i don't think was it purple when we met i don't think it was purple when we met though but a lot of times um, you'll have this purple mohawk going on right yeah it might have been purple or it might have been another color i think it might have been fading from one of my colors but yeah and anyway you have the cool hair so i don't know what you're talking about i'm not saying i ripped it off from you but yeah (laughs) i'm assuming you are a lifelong prince fan right you know i was a senior in high school when i first saw him live i knew the songs um i knew the songs 1999 and little red corvette um i was a fan in 1999 when it was first released and then you know of course after Little Red Corvette became a hit. They re-released 1999, but the first time around that 1999 came out, I loved it. I was like, this is so cool. This The, the synth sounds, you know, were amazing, and I, you know, fell in love with uh, just the whole feel of it. You know, it was kind of a mix of sort of like R&B and, and New Wave, and it just it felt so fresh and new, and um, you know, that Lindrum and everything. And So, yeah, so I, I loved those songs. I got the album, I think, as soon as the album was released i bought it and i think that was november of 82 and then november 27 not that i remember the exact date but <laughs> i'm pretty sure that was it and then to be honest i mean of course i saw him then march 13th of 83 um, oh. which is spring, my senior year yeah oh, the State. purple rain yeah. tour yeah when oh. stadium i saw vanity six open for the time and the time open for prince right there in calum 
the zoo. I am so jealous. Every time I meet somebody that said, oh, yeah, my first Prince show was more state the time of Vanity 6, I just lose my mind. That, and, yeah, that, that's, a, that's, a very, uh, that's a big show that's even mentioned in a recent book with Dwayne Tudal about Wings Event Center. Well, back then it was called Wings Stadium, uh, that big concert. Oh, my God, what I have given to that, see that show. That exact show is mentioned in his book? Yes, it is. You're kidding. That's so cool. If you haven't gotten the book, and he should pay me advertising for this, get the book. It is so, okay. it's long, but it's worth every minute you spend in it. I love it. Well, I just pulled out about five that I don't have. Um, there's a lot that I don't have, but I have a lot of the, the music, pretty much all the music, even some of the collectibles, as I like to call them, the stuff that somehow, you know, trickled out of the studios. But I, there's Prince Before the Rain, and then there's Prince Private View by F, F uh, Shin Shahidi, and then Prince The Last Interview, which I actually just got from the Chicago Public Library. Uh, Let's Go Crazy by Alan Light, and then there was another one. But anyway, there's, so there's five different books here that I was I was looking at at the store. Oh, Prince Inside the Music and Mass by Robin Rowe. Ronan Rowe. Um, but yeah, and then I got the old, um, what is it called? Something 21 Nights or something. Right, yeah. yeah I, I got that from um, the Public Library too, so I have those, those two. But you know, Chicago Public Library is great. They've got a lot of print stuff, so little by little I'm checking it out and checking it out and then checking it out, you know? Was there was there a moment where, I know this is true for myself and I like to project it onto others, there's a moment for me where, of, of course, I, I got pulled in during Purple Rain, but then Around the World in the Day and Parade, those albums were really what really got me. But sure. it was probably around 86 when so, I made the decision, I'm going to go back in time and buy all the old Prince albums I can find. Right. Did that happen right. with you? And if so, when? Well, so interestingly, um, you know, as soon as I saw him live um, at, at Wings, that was the time I'd known since I was seven years old, I, was, I wanted to be a songwriter. But when I saw him, then it was like, oh, no, what I want to be is a singer, songwriter, performer, producer, all around visual artist kind of, you know, I mean, it was it was the whole aesthetic that, that uh, just completely drew me in. I was uh, fifth in line with a girl from my high school. Um, they, they did a general admission, believe it or not. And I was fifth in line. We got there, I think, at two in the afternoon. And it was a Sunday. And the one, two, three, you know, the first, second, third people in line, um, uh, one of them was named Crystal, and it was her sister uh, and her uh, sister's boyfriend. And I ended up dating that girl named Crystal. So I moved out of my parents' house the, when I was still 17, right there in May um, of my senior year, right as soon as the year came to the school year came to an end. And she moved in with me, and she had the older album. So um, she introduced me, the first one she introduced me to was the second album, Prince. Prince. Mm -hmm. And um, she also, and then the next one she brought over, she kept bringing over the vinyl, you know, one by one. The next one she brought over was Dirty Mind, and then she went back and brought over For You. And so that was the point. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I, I need to get them all. So I, I went backward in time and, you know, checked out those albums, um, bought them. And and then from from Purple Rain on, I was at the record store, every, the Recastel, every single day. <laughs> literally on the day of you know release absolutely um, at the store every day for for the entire run um all the way through to the very end i there was not one album that i missed where i was there you know waiting at the store or or at least getting there the first day it was that it was out now i'm gonna sound like an old man here but kids will never understand <laughs> the joy of album release day was always tuesday for some reason so so record stores would do a special monday at midnight you could legally 
right. get the new album, so we would stand in line at midnight at a record store on Monday nights. I miss that so much. That I was think so the only much thing fun. They, they could relate to is that you know the Thursday night um, movie thing because you know that's yeah. kind of a thing still for people seeing the midnight movie. But yeah, exactly. I mean, it was just so exciting. Um, I hit a few of those, but a lot of times it was just you know I was there at stores that didn't open till that next morning, till the you know the actual morning of the release. But yeah, always Dave release. I got every album you know for the rest of his career and life. Yeah. All right. So uh, tell us a little bit about Dude. So what do you do? Uh, well, I'm a singer songwriter producer, performer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, do some DJ work too. I've had, I had a residency here at a bar uh, for about 10 months. Um, you know, I did some on, on air stuff there at the college station, both back in the eighties, um, in 84 and 85 shared a show with a friend of mine, uh, who had a show at wider. And then I went back as a alumni DJ and was there maybe 2012 through 14 or almost 2015. So a couple now, of years. Yeah. And, and wider is a college radio station for Western Michigan University. I actually snuck on to that station once as a high school student uh, in, in order to make a fake demo so I could get a job at the radio station I currently work at. <laughs> That is a yeah. great story. And they let me in. Time. What kind of madness is that? You know, but uh, oh no, it used to be so like you know, loosey goosey. You, I mean, the things that went on in that studio back in that day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was not a great studio. So, are you from Kalamazoo, Michigan originally? Where are you from? I'm not. I was born in Chicago. My family moved around all over upstate New York, a couple different places in in Illinois. We lived in a small town in Upper Michigan, um, right across from the Thumb, and then as a uh, was just about to enter my sophomore year in high school. My father uh, got a position at Kalamazoo, so moved to the Kalamazoo area as a sophomore in high school and spent my my last three years of high school there. And then immediately a couple years later, uh, you know, after leaving high school, I went and lived in Chicago on my own for, uh, as an adult for the first time, and then have been in Chicago on and off my whole life. I also lived in Mexico for three years. I lived in Brazil for a summer. No kidding. Back, yeah, backpacked around Europe for a summer. So I've I've really been fortunate. I've visited a lot of great places, you know, in the world with still a long list, <laughs> a wish list to go. But yeah, um, Mexico was great. Three years down there, I went on a travel study program um, through the junior college and uh, my first time in Puerto Vallarta. And then I loved it and went back as a teacher to Mexico City and spent a summer in Brazil because of a Brazilian partner. I don't really want to go into that drama, but <laughs> it was pretty cool to be there in Brazil. And so, so do you think I like Kalamazoo, though? It's a good city. I, I, I love Kalamazoo, but Chicago, honestly, is my favorite city I've ever been to. I love it here. I love it. I love it here so much. Being a songwriter and music producer, which, by the way, we're going to have links to your CD Baby and your music on Spotify and the show notes. Sweet. People, Sweet. people can find that Sweet. at myprincepodcast.com. Is, awesome. your, is, is your music impacted? This is a dumb question. Is your music impacted by Prince? I should say, how is your music impacted by yeah. Prince? <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, you know, aside from the broader picture of just being, you know, influenced by him to, to become like, you know, to kind of go into that whole thing and create like a whole vision, you know, I mean, I'm in 12 years, I put out 15 albums um, with a couple different songwriting partners there in Kalamazoo and a couple solo albums as well, extended remixes and such. But, um, you know, I would say that there it's kind of funky, dancey. Um, that would be one Prince influence of definitely a blend of genres that kind of, you know, 
I want to sort of create like new sounds and new feels of vibes, new, you know, kind of recipes where you might hear like a sitar in one song or, you know, or Middle Eastern percussion in another song, but it's woven into like a pop-ish, soulful R&B kind of thing. Um, so definitely in the way that he liked to sort of synthesize his own um, vibe that was like a, a, you know, his own print sound. I think that that's something I've tried to create is like a dude sound, you know? Right. Kind of a similar vibe lyrics wise, as far as like um, sewing ideas of spirituality and sexuality and love and God and celebrating the body, celebrating sort of the more metaphysical stuff. Prince, and Prince has definitely for, made us all a little more spiritual and a little more dirty. Don't you think? Yes. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's, I, I kind of blame put. Prince for that. Yeah. And you know, why not? I mean, that's, that's part of the whole human condition. Our, our, our thing here on earth is, is that we have that all of those things as a part of who we are. And I right. love how we stretch our minds in that way. I'm just going to put it out there. When people say, Hey, listen to my music, even though I'm a radio guy, I feel really uncomfortable with that because what if it sucks? You know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, Hey, check this out. Tell me what you're thinking. I'm like, Oh no, please. Right. No. So I was so surprised when I listened to your music because so many people ask me to, and, it, and it's almost always 99% of the time, not a good situation. Right. Not only was your music surprisingly good. And I, that sounds like a backhanded compliment, but it's not, but also I did get that. There were some songs that felt kind of house, some trance, but, but there was a very world feel to, to all of it. Okay. It did feel That's very, I don't want to use the word international, I like the word world. It had this world yeah. vibe that I yeah. really dug yeah. and I didn't expect that. I assumed you were from Kalamazoo and I'm like, how much world would you know from Kalamazoo? Right, 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 <laughs> but, right. but you definitely have hey, a there, blend of a lot of that in there. Well, there, there are plenty of cosmopolitan people such as yourself who, you know, who have experienced, you know, the world in different ways, um, whether traveling or through meeting people and that sort of thing. But you're right. I think that having been born in Chicago and having lived around the world, I mean, Brazilian music impacted me hugely. That was a big, big deal for me when I went down there and got the vibe of Brazilian music because it's such a, it's its own thing, you know? And, um, and the same when I lived in Mexico, you know, Latin music, um, impacted me heavily like um luis miguel and paulino rubio and even some abanda stuff that you hear blaring out of people's cars it sounds like polka music that's <laughs> like all that stuff you know i in one way or another planted these different seeds that hopefully have grown into a beautiful beautiful musical garden as far as prince albums go i it's hard for me to say the word album if you want to buy an album where would you go right uh, as far as prince Sam? albums go what, what's that one album and you know this obviously changes for all of us huge Prince fam as time goes on. What I say would be my album this week probably will not be my album next week, but is, sure, it, is there yeah, one of those albums it. that from beginning to end, just you just feel like is completely connected to your soul? Absolutely. I mean, um, it, my first one that I really just, you know, under explored him through, which is 1999, uh, everything from the beginning to the end. I used to play the, the albums out of sequence because I, I like the song Free so much, and I wish he had ended the, the album on Free um, instead of International Lover. Actually, Free is my all-time favorite Prince song. Out of really? Things ever done. Yeah. Um, but I love that album for that reason because it was my first. I also think it's just a 
brilliant, brilliant album um, in so many ways. Another one that comes to mind is his very last, or not his last one, I always feel like it's his last masterpiece, which is Artificial Age. Huge fan of that. Everything about it, I think, is just so captivating and hypnotic. Funky Hip- and hypnotic. All I love that. Hypnotic is a great way to put that. It, no? Prince yep. has always done a lot with those segues between songs, but there was oh, something yeah. about the way he did it with this album that felt different to me. It was so futuristic, but it wasn't futuristic in like a campy, cheesy way. It was very different. It's, that's one of those albums you can't sleep on. You kind of forget about it because of all of his work. But exactly. I agree with you. That is a killer album. The vibe, just the feel from the whole thing. I like his concept albums. I, I like the ones that have tons of segues and that, you know, that's that's really like from beginning to end, you can't really play it unless you put the needle on the record, as I like to say, and, you know, go all the way to the end. Another one for me that a lot of people, I think, I get a lot of well, flack for this because I, apparently it's not a fave among other fam, but I love, love, love uh, Raven to the Joy Fantastic. And I, I think that's one where, you know, from start to finish, it just feels so, I don't know, something about that one really I love. Um, he did a lot of collaboration on that album too. He had Cheryl Crow. I think he had, did he have Gwen Stefani on that one? He did. He had Gwen Stefani. He, he covered the, um, uh, what was her name? Uh, she did, um, what if God was one of us? Um, oh, no, the Joan Osborne cover, that's on Emancipation. Oh, it is. Yeah, one of okay. us. But he also, yeah, yeah. he's got Eve, the rapper Eve on that album. Oh, Eve's on it. And actually, actually, Cheryl Crow sings on um, Baby Knows. I think they sing together. I yep. was, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. There's a lot of collaboration on that a one. Lot. Absolutely. And I really like that that vibe. Oh, Chuck D's on it. And Oh, that's right. Chuck D from Public Enemies on that album. That, that must so. be his biggest as far as collaborations with vocalists of any of his albums. Yeah, um, it's and then the guy who used to be in uh, Sly and the Family Stone, he, I saw him perform with Prince the last time I saw him, which was the um, um, musicology tour. Oh, Larry Graham? Uh, Larry Graham, but then who was the brass player? He did a uh, shoot, I'm forgetting. But anyway, he was on that last song, Pretty Man. Yeah, and then and I forget the guy who's playing. Um, oh, no, he was in James Brown's band, maybe? Anyway, he's, he's the older, older brass guy. He plays like... Um, like sax or trumpet or something. I can't remember his name, but he's on that too. I'm going to have to revisit the album. That's one of those albums. Like you <laughs> yeah, said, no. it's not popular with Prince fam, but as we talk about it, I wonder why I haven't spent more time with it. Emancipation too is to me is, is genius. I think that out al- that triple album is amazing. Oh, for sure. It, I love the up-tempo club feel. I, I want to say it's disc three, which one of the discs that's got slave and new world. Yeah. That yeah, whole, that whole disc has three. a, it's just two is, kind of like the the chill yeah disc. disc three has this like if you want prince music to work out too that's the one you're going to play but, so true but yeah. this two still that disc two has one of us joan osborne one of the best covers i've ever heard it's so great yeah. it's so great and I, I never thought he'd do covers and and the one that i thought was the cheesiest now i actually love it but um what's the stylistics one um, oh la 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 means i love you yeah and i mean i love that now I, and it's like oh it almost sounds like prince wrote it you know <laughs> i saw him twice on that tour so my, my seven tours are 1999. Then I saw him, well, one year later, fourth day, fourth or fifth day of the opening run in Detroit on the um, Purple Rain tour. Oh. 
Um, so I got to see Apollonia 6 open for him and um, Sheila E. opened as well. And um, it's my second one. Then I saw him twice on the Love Sexy Tour. I saw him in Chicago and I saw him in Detroit. And then uh, twice on the Emancipation Tour. Then the last tour I saw him on was in 2003 at, at uh, Glendale Arena in Arizona. And I think that was his third day of the tour. It was like the third. I think it opened in California, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I've also seen Prince seven times. And one thing that they all had in common, he would play for like three or four hours with no warm-up band. Like the show started, it was Prince and Prince yeah. played for hours. He would do a double or a triple encore, depending how he felt. Then if you were lucky and, and one time I was lucky and I found out where the after show was going to be. And I caught him at the after show where he played That's for so hours. Cool. Yeah. It, that was in Chicago. The last time I saw him, it was uh, the welcome to Chicago tour. And afterwards he was at the house of blues and oh, I was, no, you're kidding. I was right up at the stage. I got to, st- Oh my God. It, I consumed so much Prince that night that I literally, <laughs> so awesome. I had to now take a I'm break. <laughs> like I had to take a break. I, I, I must've gone a week and I just couldn't listen to Prince for a while. I was, my cup was full. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I couldn't do it anymore. It, it was your purple cup. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, it nothing for nothing but love. It was just like, it was just oh, so yeah, no. overwhelming, but I had to like, take a break. Uh, sure. What an incredible show it was too. He brought up, what's her name? Jennifer Hudson, formerly of American Idol. And yeah, they right. did nothing compares to you together. Oh, what an amazing show that was. Seeing Prince in concert, nobody will ever compare to that. I tell people all the time, if you missed it, you missed out. And that, that yeah. sucks. But yeah, seven shows for both of us. What a great number to see Prince. Am I right? Seven. I know. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was all about numbers. And, you know, yeah. that's one of the things I loved about him. He's kind of created this sort of mysticism that was like his own purple, like, you know, religion. You know, numbers all had like significance. And when you put numbers in lyrics, you're kind of creating this mystery, you know, that's sort of like, you know, people maybe don't necessarily get it. Maybe it meant something to him, but there's, you know, it's just that kind of draws you in, like, what's going on here? And we forever <laughs> have that with us, right? Like, if you stay at a hotel and you're in room 319, how freaking happy are you, right? <laughs> and it, does it always come up for you? Always for me. Oh, oh know? yeah. Like, 3121, or just if it's 319 on my phone, I'm excited. I'm like, oh, I caught it when it was 319. It's ridiculous. <laughs> my doctor would be like, okay, so I'm going to need to see you in a follow-up in 17 days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it means something to us. Everybody else is just like, dude, get over it. No, I'm not going to get yeah. over it. Or they don't get it. They're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it is It is amazing. Not only was his music so powerful and he was in control of it in a way that we just don't understand, but but also this guy could be identified by a symbol and by a color. And then all of these different songs, we identify in a way with like everything in our lives, like the 319 thing. No one else could ever do that. Pink, her name is a color. Right. If someone's wearing the color pink, you don't just automatically assume, oh, you're a pink no, man. No, absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. But if you're wearing purple, no, so you better true. believe it. I, I wanted to mention, you know, you were we were talking about special times when you were talking about your, your after show. That's something I always wanted to do. I did get the opportunity, kind of the I can die now moment of my life is that I, six occasions I got to see him. It was Emancipation uh, show at Grand Rapids Van Andel Arena. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a sold out show. And I got to dance on stage with him. I got oh. to 
be one of the half dozen pulled up, you know, on stage during the encore, lights up, looking out at an entire, you know, packed floor, and, and I got to dance, and he was sort of the judge of the little our little dance contest, walking by with his guitar and sizing each of us up as he'd stop in front of us. And when he got to me, I mean, I can throw down. Okay, so you have to understand, I grew up learning break dancing in upstate New York. <laughs> so had a little disco in my basement, and rerun from what's happening was like my thing. So anyway. Um, <laughs> So, so he got to me, you know, and I had to do it. So I did my my splits where, um, you know, the print splits where you go to, down on one side with the one, one knee yeah. bent and then you flip it to bending the other knee and go to the other side. And I kind of spun up to my to standing and I did it, pulled it out, you know, of my, my bag of tricks the minute he uh, walked by. So he looks over at me and does one of those, you know, like Bella Lugosi look faces, <laughs> you know, lips pursed and eyes like big as saucers. And he looked at me and then he looked out at the audience and he put it he stuck his thumb back toward me and the audience went crazy so that was like you know okay prince approves i'm, I'm okay that <laughs> is a great prince moment i love that <laughs> thank you can you can you still do the splits um I'm, I've been losing weight recently, and I'm hoping to run my first K this summer, maybe. So get back to me on that. Okay. <laughs> now, back in the day, for me, it was hammer pants. And I used to be able to do the splits yeah. and spin back up, but those days are long gone. There are no more splits in my future. Oh, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how much you and I love Prince, but who would be your yeah. second favorite artist? Like, if you're choosing someone, if you can't listen to Prince, who's your next go-to? Oh, fa- easy, fast for me to... Uh, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Yeah, I love Shaka Khan. I feel like she, the world's best ever female vocalist, and um, you know, Chicago born, so got that going for her. Um, her voice to me is, you know, it's a cello when it's low, and it's a alto sax when it's high, and you know, she's just she, she can sing jazz like on that crazy jazz album she did with you know, Chick Corea and all those other jazz people, Echoes of an Era. It's mm-hmm. kind of a you know hidden away, and she wasn't even featured as far as like the, it was just called Echoes of an Era. It wasn't even by anyone. It was Echoes of an Era by Echoes of an Era. But I remember one reviewer saying, what would the world be like if she had chosen jazz as her main genre? Because she just has that the bebop, like scat kind of vibe, vamp vibe thing she does. And um, so, yeah, she would be my my favorite. Uh, yeah, you, know, you then, know, her 70s R&B stuff was a giant influence for Prince. I know. There's that whole story about him pretending he was someone else. Yes. Having her come by the studio they were and both in the same like complex pissed she did not <laughs> she find like, funny in it at all <laughs> She wasn't feeling it. And then, of course, she you know f- fell in love with him as much as he was in love with her. So that, that ended uh, ended well. But yeah, it wasn't a good start. <laughs> I love that. Um, I love that Prince just pranked so many people in his life. You know, it didn't always go well. But uh, I, he just had this weird thing. I heard a story, and I'm stealing this from a Minnesota radio podcast or NPR station, The Current over there. There was a gentleman doing some work at Paisley Park for Prince. And at one point he took a nap and when he woke up, Prince was in the room with him. It was a big room. He's asleep on the couch and Prince is in a chair on the other side of the room holding a big gold phone. There, he, <laughs> and this guy says there was no phone in there when he fell asleep. And so then when he looked over at him, Prince picked up the phone and called somebody and was mumbling into the phone. And then this guy's phone started ringing his cell phone and Prince is telling his manager what he wants his manager to, the, to tell the guy to do on the couch. He won't talk to him directly. He's just sitting there oh talking God. to him 
mom on the gold phone. And I thought, of course, like, I'm not, I'm not surprised by the story at all. That's I that's love so that. Convoluted. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is really really funny. I I had not heard that one, but I, he had such a great sense of humor, and people thought he gave shade a lot, and I think he did. But I always think that the shade he gave was like out of love, sort of. You know, like it was just him being funny and silly, and yeah. You know, I don't think he ever gave shade like because it was malice in his heart or anything like that. And I know some people like to use like these gifts that they make out of just this one moment where he's got a <laughs> he's snarling or whatever. I know, I know or exactly. Exactly. That, I, you know, that one where he's looking over on the, t- I think it's a Tavis Smiley show, and he's he looks over at the camera with the big eyes. He's got the purple, like, well, that doesn't narrow it down. But <laughs> no, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. And he was making fun of people to lip sync. That's what that face right. is. But right. but whoever is making all the Prince gifts lately, high fives yeah. to all of them because they have been killing me. Yeah, all them, all the memes. There's the some gift. good ones. The black sweat one that's ripe for the picking for gifts. Um, you know, I do want to mention one thing when I saw Shaka Khan on her. Um, CK tour in 88 when she that's the first album that Prince had songs on um, Sticky Wicked and Eternity mm-hmm. uh, were on that that she recorded he was up in the balcony um, when I saw her perform and uh, I th- always thought that was kind of cool it was the Riviera Club in Chicago so he's just chilling back watching the show like the rest of us yep he was he was digging his Shaka Khan you know and and uh, it was it was her first gig of the tour and I got to hold her hand while she opened with the song uh, the Sign Sealed Delivered cover of Stevie Wonder that she she put out as a single and she held my hand through almost the whole song Whoa. to the point where it kind of got awkward and I was sort of like <laughs> this is amazing but you know I feel like I need to let go of your hand Shaka yeah <laughs> you know? she, but she was she, it was great anyway I guess but, I guess you, you know, can say she feels for you yeah <laughs> nice hashtag that jokes yeah yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. No, that's good. <laughs> well, dude, uh, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me today. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Well, how fun to talk about Prince, and I love what you're doing with this uh, this focus. I think it's going to be a really successful podcast. Get show notes, pictures, and more info on My Prince Story at MyPrincePodcast.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at My Prince Podcast. My Prince Story is recorded in my cozy Prince basement in Kalamazoo, Michigan. You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C., as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.